They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen On Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt. I'm National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. And as always, got my co-host, Paul Wooster in the house. He is the National Collegiate Director for the North American Mission Board. Paul, what's up, man? What's up, Shane? How's it going? Hey, I just have one question for you before we get started. Jesus is king, yes or no? Yes, man. King of all <laughs> man. <laughs> I love it because our guest, he I love following him on TikTok and everything. And he runs up on people and he asks them that question. So you guys might know who he is. Uh, I'll let you introduce him, Shane. But man, I'm stoked to have our guest. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, man, I thought, you know, it, you know, our guest does do that. And then for a moment, I was like, man, uh, when I was dropping the kids off this morning, we were listening to Kanye's Jesus is King. I was like, how did Paul know that, man? He's a preacher and a prophet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, hey, to, hey, you're right, man. Today, I'm so excited about our guest, uh, Rashad Copeland. Man, we're going to talk about Gen Z and social media. And Rashad, he is an evangelist, lover of Jesus, got one of the best smiles I've ever seen. You can just see the joy on the, of the Lord on his face. He is a husband, a father, an author. Man, Paul, like I think Rashad has more social media followers than the population of most small countries. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, stop. So, without further ado, welcome to the Next Gen on Mission podcast, Rashawn. We're so glad you're on. What's up, bros? Hey, so glad to be on Shane and Paul. Thank y'all so much for having me. I truly believe in what God is doing in and through you guys. And it's only by His grace we can do this, do mm. His mission uh, and share the good news of the gospel, man. Let's keep going, bros. I love it, Rashad. I love it, man. You always encourage me, man. You always encourage me. I know you always encourage Paul, him and I have talked, and we were so excited about having you on today. Hey, before we get too spiritual, uh, man, tell us one fun fact about you that we may not already know, but we need to know. Man, one fun fact about me. I love it. Uh, So me and my wife were watching a movie about a year ago, and it was around this dog. This dog was amazing. He was a hero. He was the hero of the movie. It was um, an adopted dog that really, you know, was taken under the wings of this kid. And, you know, he began to just do all these amazing things as far as guiding, you know, this lost person who was out in, in the woods, out of the woods, and rescue people, like all kind of cool things. And because of that movie, I just say that to say this, because of that movie, I end up going to adopt a dog. <laughs> right? I went, I went and just got a dog, like literally, you could ask my wife. It was so sporadic and random, but 15 minutes after it ended, we went and got a dog. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> now, I we don't that. got the a dog anymore, though, because um, uh, we didn't know we were going to have baby after baby after baby. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, dog was yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, man. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, hey, so that dog, was that mo- Was that Lassie you were watching? What was that? Man? <laughs> man, I wish I could remember, and I, I can vaguely remember the details of it, but I just know it stirred my emotions like <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen those? old episodes of Lassie where it's like 
the dog runs up to the kid and he basically just barks. He's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> that's exactly what he's saying to the details. Like, what? There's a cat in the tree there from three yeah. stops on the left. You know, it's like, what? How did you know? <laughs> that's like a special spiritual gift. Like, you know, yeah. just learn what the dog's saying. <laughs> totally. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Rashad, well, you have an incredible story of what Jesus has done in your life. Can you share a little bit about your story, your testimony? Yeah, totally, bro. So uh, I would say God is so gracious, man, because I don't deserve to be where I am now as I look back and reflect my life. And um, it's just wild because uh, years ago, you know, there were so many defining moments that changed the course of my life. At 17 years old, being shot down, left for dead. That was one of the pinnacle moments. I was like, wow, like I, I literally almost died. The The brevity of life came to mind. And I was like, I, I have to figure out why I'm here, the purpose of why I'm here, not just to, you know, make it to the NFL, try to be the star, not just to chase women down, you know, drink on the winky, weekends. I got to figure out why I'm here. And mm. uh, God began to to use people to come into my life and, and, and share the scripture with me. And not only that, uh, I was able to watch people uh, walk with Jesus in a way that was uh, just life-changing. And he impacted me, uh, of course. Uh, and then I drifted away and uh, began to join the military, uh, trying to prove points to people. And I remember going off to LA, being a, so- a hype man for Soldier Boy for a little bit, chasing fame and money. And then mm. I was wrecked again, needless to say. But what, what comes to mind is the verse, Proverbs 19, 21, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Wow. I had a lot of plans in my life, but at the end of the day, uh, it was the purpose of God that snatched me from, from the fire, man. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Love that, that was so man. incredible. And you share some of that story in your book, don't you? Start where yeah. you are. Okay, great. Yeah, we totally recommend people check that book out, man. And one thing as I follow you, I really admire is your heart, your passion for evangelism. You you believe in it, but you also do it. And a lot of people talk about evangelism, but not everyone actually does it in their day to day life. So how do you keep that passion to share Christ in your life? Yeah, so the urgency um, comes from uh, just knowing that one God commands everyone everywhere uh, to repent and to come to him out of this place of just knowing what he's done through his son, Jesus on the cross for us. Like it, it like, woe to me, if I don't preach the gospel, I have Mm. to share it because not only what he's done for me, but when I look at Jesus uh, and I see in reflection, like who I am and who he is, and he still, yet in spite of that, loved me enough to do that for me. It changes everything. And I just want to mm-hmm. share that good news to the world because it's a lot of pain out there. Uh, and people are trying to find ways to to ease that pain all the wrong ways. Um, yeah. I've just been there before. So it's like I'm indebted to share that good news, the love of God and behold his glory. You know, mm-hmm. I want to carry the, carry that love. Yeah. You just yeah. like those that have been most impacted by the gospel, yeah. man, we just, we have that. We know what Jesus has done for us. Totally. And, <laughs> and it's like, Hey, if he, I, the way I feel is like, if he can change me, man, he can change anyone. And Amen. so I, I think, I think so many people in generation Z, 
Um, they didn't have a church background, a lot of them. And they're, so they're coming up with all sorts of baggage, all sorts of things. So, uh, and, but I've noticed at least that a lot of them are open to a gospel conversation to hear about the claims of Christ. Yeah. So what have you noticed? What have you noticed about generation Z um, kind of in sharing Christ with them, but also in general, what, what are some things that you, we ask our, all our guests this question. So what do we need to know about generation Z? Man, yeah, this is a, a digital era for sure. So like, we got to start thinking church differently, I believe, because uh, we have so many folks out there who are going to, you know, platforms such as Facebook, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, all over the place to consume their content. And, you know, for us um, not to be there as the church, I think is probably one of the saddest things. So I'm indebted to it because I felt, you know, years ago when I was in LA at my lowest point as a millennial who who loves uh, the digital, you know, and I think Gen Z, that's where they're there. That's where they're at. And uh, but here's the thing. When I realized the impact that I had um, or that God had on me whenever I was out in LA uh, at my darkest moment, about to take my life. And I realized that a young lady, a a Christian girl that I met at Baylor University years later, uh, reached out to me at this divine moment to share the gospel with me in a way. Um, I mean, I I just couldn't help but to, Mm -hmm. you know, go out and share the love of Christ um, through online technology, man. So I just feel like what Gen Z is up to today is, you know, on their phones, talking, having conversations while they're doing a post online at the same time. Like they're doing <laughs> stuff like that. Like in for us, you know, not to be there, I think we'll be losing, you know, but social media is so important. Not to say we limit it to just being online, but Social media is truly for every every nation, every type, tribe, every tongue. And I think that's where we're going to meet them at with, you know, over 4 billion users online, you know, yeah. so. No doubt, Rashawn. I love that, man. And I agree. I think if you're going to reach Gen Z, part of your strategy has to be digital ministry, man. And I love, you know, uh, some of the guys that kind of we all run in that same circle. Uh, some guys even refer to themselves as digital evangelists and digital missionaries. I love that towards Gen Z. All right. So uh, we're going to get to the positive side of digital ministry. But before we get there, <laughs> let's briefly talk about the negative side, you know, and man, we None of us want to be that guy that, you know, it's just the curmudgeons like the internet's a tool of the devil, you know? And so, you know, (laughs) God can redeem all things. God can use all things. Satan tries to corrupt what God can use. Yeah. Um, I even think about, you know, a year ago when we're in the midst of the pandemic of even how many Christian leaders, uh, you probably saw that meme. I don't know if you saw that meme being passed around where it showed one guy's like, and internet's the tool of the devil. And then the bottom was like three weeks later in, in the midst of the pandemic, he's like, find me on Facebook live. You know, it's the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so all that to say, let's just briefly, and then let's go to the positive things. Briefly share, what are some of the dangers of Gen Z and social media, totally. uh, and Gen Z interaction with social media? Yeah, totally. Shane, great question. Like as as I think through this, there's there's tons of things that I could uh, really sense being a danger. Uh, Number one, I would start off with is probably uh, the danger of um, time, like our time on there. It's a time trap in a way we can spend so much time on there that we lose sight of what the Bible talks about making most of your time, you know, Uh, and Mm -hmm. also 
how we need to teach our, we need to learn the number of our days. Like we can't spend all day, every day on that platform. There's people, true people, real neighbors across the street or across the hall that need our attention, uh, need our, our, our devotion. And we need to show up and, and serve and, and care for them and listen. And there's things that we have to do outside of social media. And we need to watch out for the danger of just time, like how we spend our time there. That's the first thing. I would say. And another thing is, and I'm always uh, in a way getting in a place where I want to vent. There's a venting trap, like mm-hmm. a place mm-hmm. like a, where you just want to just talk, just loose words. And you want to, you know, sort of conform to the norm, whatever the narrative that is being shared online, you want to sort of add your two, three cents in. But is it up, uplifting? Is it, uh, you know, season seasoning, edifying? Uh, and mm-hmm. we have to think of those things as we wrestle with you know, sort of what's going on, what's the norm online today? Is it Christ exalting, right? Is it sharing the greatness of Jesus? So I would say that for sure. And I will say the last thing is, even from a a, a context of marriage, uh, one thing that I've noticed, um, and the the enemy will try to do anything, but but to encourage you guys, and anyone listening, any men out there, even if you're courting your young, you know, the young lady you're going with, the 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 temptation of secrecy, like just to be in secret about who you're communicating with. Like in the past, this was a struggle with me as I was I was always courting and dating, not from the standpoint of just, you know, wanting to um do anything that's ill or like are wanting to to cheat or not be, you know, devoted to my spouse or, you know, the, my future spouse, but there's ways where, you know, temptation can trickle in and we can't mm-hmm. be in a place where we're, we're, yeah, yeah. We're not open up all lanes. So five, at least five guys, my closest brothers have access to, to my social media platforms. They have wow. access yeah, to all my, all my online media stuff. And, like, cause I, there's no secrets whenever we're in the, you know, the kingdom, like there's no Amen. secrets, you know, Amen. beside the secret place with the Lord. So that's what I, I want to, yeah, just share those three things. Man, that's rich. I love that. Rashawn, I love that. I hope everybody listening really grabbed those three things. I think they're all true. Um, you know, I, I thought of this the other day and is really preaching myself as the chief of sinners is really social media is proof positive. We're not nearly as busy as we think we are. You know what I mean? When you think about how how much time we burn right there, you know, and then, you know, um, and then like the venting side, that's so true. Um, You know, I said this the other day of like, I feel like, especially Twitter, you know, Twitter is like, Twitter is like a bad church business meeting and everyone <laughs> has access to the microphone at the exact same time, you know? It's totally. Like, yeah, so it's like, man, you know, like how often does a post today burn a bridge for a gospel conversation? Wow. Bro, you come know, on, and, come on. and I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. We, we realize the negative, share the positive, man. Like how can God use social media for his glory, especially with Gen Z? Brother, man, I love that. Um, number one, I will first start off by saying we're living, we're truly living in the fastest communication shift uh, since the printing press, the biggest, the largest communication mm-hmm. shift. So uh, we get to like in a moment and there's there's bad parts about this, too. But in a moment, we get to reach anyone like we can literally reach out to anyone. 
now if they're going to reply back, like if I reach out to uh, LeBron James, he may not hit me back, but we literally <laughs> can present the gospel to him, right? Through via, we can present the gospel to him and all kinds of folks. But the positive is, is that uh, we can amplify the voice of Christ. We can share the message of, of the word of God, the truth. Uh, and I would also say is that People who have been in my past, another positive is people that have been in my past years ago and watch the Rashawn before Christ, the one that was dead in his sins, running off, chasing fame and fortune, can now get a glimpse of what it looks like for to see the Rashawn who is called to be faithful and not famous. You know, mm, to see mm. the Rashawn live out, you know, sort of what he was preaching years ago. And I'm so grateful for that. And even brothers like you, where I can even see your faith, I can watch your lives. You guys go across the country impacting people in these, you know, in this dire time, this time where it's full of disappointments. And you're reminding guys that, listen, this isn't just a duty, you know, that I'm constrained by, but it's a delight that I get to serve this God who's changed me, right? Mm. It's changed me from the inside out. So it's just an amazing way to introduce people to Christ. And that's why I love social media. That's what Jesus was all about, is being available and we can be available for those uh, all across the world on social media. So Love it, man. So we have a lot of college pastors, youth pastors, and even a lot of young adults and, and students that listen to this podcast. And so what are some practical ways that you can grow your social media following and use it for ministry and an influence in a healthy way? Awesome. So I would say some practical ways is, um, you know, a lot of people think they have to have it all perfect, you know, have the perfect, uh, you know, quotes or graphics or video content. And, and I'm sure Shane, whenever you had that viral video with your family, you weren't worried about if it was perfect or not. Right. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Like mil- millions of people seen that video and you just showed up and you gave people access. One thing people are looking for is access. They just mm-hmm. want access into our lives. We don't necessarily have to get on all the time, preach a sermon, you know, share about, you know, what exactly we're going to be teaching on Sunday or at this next event, but showing up, allowing people to engage you as you are authentically um, in, in parallel with, you know, I heard this one saying content is king, but consistency is key. So really showing up being consistent, uh, but having content that is genuine and authentic, like in giving people access would be the best thing we could do for folks. So they can genuinely, genuinely walk with us and see who we are, you know, not just some superficial, just show up and, Hey, this is what I want to give you, but this is who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times Christians, we're we're kind of even online we're just talking to each other but one thing i've noticed that you do well is reach out to those without christ and try to expand that reach to non-christians and the spiritually lost so what are some some ideas behind that reasons that you do that or how you do that awesome yeah so i loved okay let me share you share with you guys how i got started whenever i was downtown one day i was with this man um and he was homeless and i was talking to him just ministering to him right and i walked away like 10 feet away and i began to do just a story talking about what i was doing but he walks up behind me during the middle of my story 
as I'm talking about what's happening. And he begins to preach his little sermon. You know, now he was just saying God is good. And it was just ABC one, two, three. But it was so powerful, so powerful, simple, but profound. And it ended up going viral. That video pretty, pretty viral. And from that point, I was like, wow, what would it look like? I felt the Lord tell me, what would it look like for it not to be about you at all? But you just share the word of God faithfully, you know, preach the gospel faithfully and allow others to share what God has done in their life. And that's where it sort of started my journey on doing TikToks for folks and giving them access to the platform to encourage others. And we've had tons of viral videos by the grace of God of people sharing, you know, their story, but how it connects to God's story, which led to a greater story for a lot of folks that came across it. So, yeah. Man, I love that. And Rashad, and I mean, that's the key to your life is like, you just live on mission and whatever platform God gives you to do that, whether it's in person or, or on social, you just live on mission, which I think that's the key. That's what I love about you. Like your primary calling is you're knowing Jesus and you want to make Jesus known. Amen. So you do that through social media, but you're also doing that in person too. And I love that you alluded to that earlier about, uh, about how many times we may want to show the gospel online, but we're ignoring our neighbor next to us. And it really goes back to that old missionary call, right? Where we go, oh man, we'll travel across the world to show the gospel, but we won't travel across the street. And I think we can do the same thing online, right? Like we'll share the gospel on Insta, but we won't share the gospel, um, you know, with the person um, that's sitting in the classroom right next to us. Right. And so, but you do that. And so some of my favorite videos are to watch you, uh, man. Like I I remember one that wasn't too long ago, man, where this guy said something to you that was racist and you turned around and started showing them the love of Jesus, you know, like that is living on mission, man. I love that video. I look at that and go, man, I think especially in such a, a a culture of outrage today, you turn and showed them the kindness of God. And to Amen. me, that's an incredible gospel message. And so really, Rashawn, like what you're living is the heartbeat of this podcast. That at the, Really, we close every podcast episode with this same omission charge that really the heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize they are the now generation, that they're not the future of the church, but they are the church right now, that they have a mission of God on their life. Now they have a calling of God on their life. Now they're called to live on mission now. So would you give us one closing thought on that and one practical next step? Yeah. Love it. I would say the number one practical next step of going out now being sent now uh, would be just starting that secret place. Truly. If it wasn't about me, one knowing God, but two being known by him Wow. I would never be able to make him known. So yeah. really being known by God is where you want to start. Uh, and I just feel like, you know, in the quiet places, that's where we behold his His power, his goodness, his glory, to take it and share it with the world. So just start there, start there. And remember, every time you walk out, not just when you pick up your phone, but every time you walk out your house, you're not walking to just go somewhere to a destination. You're going to be sent. Uh, You're going Mm -hmm. to go uh, share the greatest news of all time, whether through your lips or through your life, but you're going to go, going to be sent um, to share that good news. So I would just encourage someone with that today. Uh, We win in public by first winning in private. um, And that's Mm -hmm. where we'll truly thrive in all ways, 
in every way. So I just want to encourage somebody with that today. That's where you start. That's how we start now. Uh, So. Rashawn, man, thank you so much. I I think the thing that that comes to mind when I see you is you have that passion for Christ, but you also have that joy in Christ that is contagious. And I I just love that, man. So how can people connect with you, um, learn more about your book and the other stuff you got going on? Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you guys. First and foremost, you guys are like leading the charge in this evangelism stuff for the next generation, truly making an impact in ways that I can't. You know what I'm saying? So all the guys that I get to impact online, you are seeing face to face. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm really encouraged by that in walking with them uh, and discipling them. So I appreciate you guys. So I would say if you want to reach me, just go to Rashawn Copeland, any platform. Come on now. Y'all know I'm on social media. <laughs> but, uh, but also, yeah, I wrote a book called Start Where You Are. It's basically how God, he meets us in our mess, how he loves us through it and how he leads us out of it. And I encourage you to go snag it if you're going through a season where it's just just messy and painful and you just don't know where to start or how to start. Um, and he'll, he'll take you where you need to be. Yeah, I love it. And, and friends, I do want to encourage you, go follow Sean on social media. Get his book, Start Where You Are. It's an incredible book. I've been able to read it myself. And uh, I want you to know, I mean, Rashawn has the love and joy of Christ, not only in his heart and his soul, but on his face. And we are so thankful for what God's doing through him. And friends, we're thankful for what God's doing through you and your context and in your mission field. So friends, thank you so much for listening to the Next Gen on Mission podcast. If you have any questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net and we'll try to address those on a future podcast. We pray you have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus.